Welcome. Good morning. Let's stand and worship God together. You paint the night. You count the stars and you call them by name. The skies proclaim God you reign. Your glory shines. You teach your son when you bring a new day. Creation sings, God, you reign. God, you reign. God, you reign. Forever. Fountain in this day. 
to worship everyone. You can notice I'm not Pastor Kevin. <laughs> um, he's taking a much needed break, so I just wanted to welcome you and welcome those that also uh, worship with us online. You will know that we have our services um, streaming live now. Uh, we record them and then put them on the web on Tuesdays, so Pastor Kevin's um, Bible message is online on Sundays, so it's good to see you all. Um, give each other a wave and a fist bump and a welcome each other from a distance. Yeah, I got to spread you out a little bit. You see the stickers you're sitting on, those are the Trunks of Fun stickers. We're collecting candy, um, so please bring bags of candy. We're going to put them in individually wrapped uh, bags and hand them out from our trunks on Halloween, uh, the 31st, Saturday at 2 o'clock here in the, uh, in the parking lot. We'll park with our cars separated and, you know, we'll mask up, hopefully, a We've got costumes that have masks, so that'll be a little fun. And uh, we'll do Trunks of Fun that way. And uh, we'll, um, you know, give us something to look forward to, a little bit of normalcy. It's good to have kids back on the steps. Um, you'll notice that we have uh, something special as well as collecting candy. We're also kicking off Operation Christmas Child, so you will see that we have these out at the uh, visitor's desk that you can sign a box out. And uh, we've got a informational video. At the count of three, when children open the shoe boxes, they're so excited. Those faces just transform. Yeah, these kids behind me are so excited because they've just received their boxes. The mouth is wide open, the voice is raised, smiles are all over. That box brings joy. We're right now in Phnom Penh in Cambodia. I mean, it's just been incredible. Kids are so excited, giving them a gift, do it in Jesus' name, and that's what this is all about. Jesus loves you. It's a gospel opportunity. It's the chance for the children to change the entire life. That's what I love about Operation Christmas Child. It knows no borders, it knows no boundaries. It's all about sharing the name of Jesus Christ. 
churches are doing big things with Operation Christmas Child. Everybody out there who packs shoe boxes, they are spreading God's love. It's families, it's churches, it's hundreds of thousands of volunteers that help make Operation Christmas Child so successful. We couldn't do it without them. With this box, they do get the gospel story. They do hear about Jesus. It has maximum impact in the worldwide kingdom of Christ. I mean, what better thing could you do than be involved in field shoe boxes? Some of them go by train, some go by camels, some go by ships. These boxes go all over the world, and that is only the beginning. After receiving the shoe boxes, the children will be invited to go to the greatest journey, which is a 12 lesson discipleship program where they learn about the greatest gift, which is Jesus Christ. After a child completes the greatest journey, they graduate and receive a Bible in their own language. When the light of the gospel is turned on, that changes everything. Churches are being planted, lives are being changed, communities are being transformed. The word of God is spreading, the gospel is advancing. It is impacting children, it is impacting families, it is impacting the world greatly. Thank you for praying. Thank you for giving. I would like to ask you to consider packing shoeboxes year-round. God will bless, and God will use your gift to touch the life of a child and to be able to do it in Jesus' name. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. God bless each and every one of you. Seems a little strange to be talking about Christmas before Halloween, but you see these boxes go all over the world, so it's important that we uh, gather them together so they can ship them to all those kids. Um, it's a season of getting gifts, but we know that giving them is even better than receiving. So um, we have a deadline of the 15th of November, so the congregation be, can be uh, collecting things to put in the boxes. They have suggestions inside, and there's a $9 donation that you put in there to help with the shipping and things like that. So uh, prayerfully consider uh, participating in, in this as well. You can get your adult's permission to grab one of these from the visitor's desk and think about what those kids might enjoy opening when they get them, okay? All right, so bow with me, and then we will worship the Lord. Dear God, we, we thank you for all the blessings that were given. Uh, help us share your word and your love through sharing those blessings with others, we pray in Jesus' name, amen.
come to you today to worship, to give praise, and give thanks for all your many sacrifices and your many, many blessings that you've bestowed upon us. At this time, we would ask you to bless the tithes and offerings that we receive today, that we may use them in a way that you see fit. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you. 
blessing that is. I, we come here to worship and I feel blessed by being able to uh, worship with a praise band as quality as that and with a group of people gathered here today. Um, it's my pleasure to uh, kind of fill in for Pastor Kevin. We've got a couple special people in our lives that are going to be uh, showing us uh, the Young Life Ministry. And so we have a little video all queued up um, for you to watch, and then we'll, we'll introduce our guest speakers today. We live in a culture where kids are desperate for meaning and value, and they're on this incredible search. Doesn't matter their skin color, doesn't matter their economic status, 
They're filling their lives with all kinds of things, trying to belong. Kids desperately need caring adults that will come alongside them, get right in the middle of wherever they are. Who love them no matter what. <laughs> Young Life is caring adults who love Jesus and love kids, and they enter into a kid's world. Young Life is all about going to where kids are. We're not waiting for a teenager to come to our building. We come to them. The Young Life leader comes in, loves them where they are, accepts them right where they are without judgment. I'm doing life with them, and they get to see how I respond with Jesus in every circumstance. We've been doing this for a long time. We've been around since 1941. We've got ministries in all 50 states, over 95 countries, and we're not gonna stop there. What I love about Young Life is our true commitment to every kid, middle school kids, high school kids, college students, kids with special needs, teen moms, teens of military families, when they develop that relationship with that Young Life leader and realize that that relationship's not going away, it's life-changing for them. We do a lot of things to invite kids in. We have clubs. Young Life Club is the one hour a week that we gather a lot of kids. You're gonna have fun, you're gonna be energized, and you're gonna learn that Christ is not boring. It's a place where your kid can hear more about God hear more about Jesus and decide for themselves how they feel about that in a fun environment and in an accepting environment where people are going to love them and it's safe. In the summer, we have an opportunity to take kids to camp and Young Life Camp is the best week of their life. Many of the kids who go to Young Life Camp make lifelong decisions to follow Jesus. And the great thing about Young Life is when we send kids to Young Life Camp, they go with their Young Life leader. And that same Young Life leader who's been with them all year comes home with them. When I come back from camp and my phone is, I'm getting text messages from parents saying, I don't know what y'all did with my children at camp, but they are different. You know, when I get that kind of stuff, then that's, that's cool. We take very seriously the task of teaching them how to follow Christ, teaching them how to pray, teaching them how to read the Bible. We plug them into a small group of their peers, and we call it campaigners, helping them discover what it means to follow Jesus and encouraging them to plug into a local church. The vision of Young Life is that every kid would have the opportunity to hear about Jesus. Every kid deserves to know who God is, deserves to know that somebody loves them. How can you join this adventure? Because we are moving and we want you to come along. Our staff are amazing. We need more of them. Our volunteers are amazing. We need more of them. We have donors who give sacrificially, and we need more of them. If you love the Lord and have a heart for teenagers, I can teach you the rest. This is an investment that is going to change kids' lives uh, for generations. This is going to change communities for generations. We know that if we show up and be available, that God uses that process in kids' lives change. Since March, it's been a little more difficult to make connections and uh, to uh, um, make a difference in people's lives from a distance. So I think it's even more important now that we have people like uh, Bailey Higgins, Bruce and Janet Gibbs uh, working in uh, ministries like this. So without any further ado, I could go on about these people forever, but I wouldn't be able to do them justice. So I'd like to introduce you, uh, Bailey Higgins. Good morning. I'm going to put this right here. That's okay. Good morning, church family. Uh, it's really been a prayerful thing to even be on this stage and, and share space with you. So we're just really grateful um, that we get to kind of share our vision and our mission uh, with you. Um, so thanks, thanks for your time and attention this morning. Uh, my name is Bailey Higgins, and I am the Area Director for Young Life and Independence. And what that means is I'm the one who gets paid to do this, which is super, super cool. Um, it's, a, it's a really, really cool job. Um, and I am going to look at my notes because if I don't, I'll be up here for a really long time. Um, but yeah, Young Life, that video so beautifully summarizes what we are about. Um, but we are about relationships. We are all about relationships. We have a desire to go where kids are in order to build relationships with them and earn the right to hear their stories 
um, so that we might share the greatest love story and the greatest pursuit of all time, and that's the gospel. Uh, our mission is to introduce high school students to Jesus and help them grow in their faith, and we do that in a variety of ways. First, we pray. We pray for kids that we know by name, and we pray for the kids that we, we don't yet know by name. Uh, we, we go. We call this contact work. Um, it's the highlight of what we do. You will see Young Life leaders, uh, again, kind of pre-COVID world, but you will see Young Life leaders at, uh, at games. You'll see them in the student section on a Friday night. You'll see them in coffee shops. You'll see them at Culver's where kids work, and you'll see them in cafeterias having lunch and cleaning off tables. You will see Young Life leaders in the lives of kids where they actually go. Uh, we uh, create environments for kids to, to be carefree, for high school students to feel like kids and have fun. And we, we do this thing called club. It's, it's our party with a purpose. Um, and it's 80% fun and 20% Jesus. And, and we, we see high school kids hear the gospel for the first time. Um, we finally, we, we build a community of adults who work behind the scenes. Um, adults who want to equip those of us who are, are going out to be with students. Um, we, we build a team of people to, to help us do that. Uh, so you might be wondering, how did all of this get started? Like, what's the story, right? Um, and in order to share the Independence Young Life story, I have to go back to my own story. Um, I would argue that the Independence Young Life story started back in the fall of 2001. Um, Bailey Higgins was born in Jefferson City, Missouri to a really incredible family. Uh, my childhood was sweet. My parents are amazing. I did all the things. I played every sport. I was in Girl Scouts for like two days. I didn't really like it. Um, I took tap. I was really bad at tennis. Um, but we, we had tons of opportunities. Um, my, my family was awesome. I have an older sister. And, um, but, but we didn't have uh, spiritual rhythms. Uh, we didn't have church traditions. Um, I genuinely thought Easter was about eggs, and I thought that Christmas was about presents. Um, and so when I was a freshman in high school, that's when my life really started to kind of unravel. I really started to notice the brokenness that was out in the world and within me. Uh, my parents let us know that they were gonna be getting a divorce. Um, my sister was unexpectedly pregnant um, at the age of 16, um, and that created some intense racial division in my family. Um, and then I was, for the first time, really struggling with my physical appearance. Um, I was trying and willing to do anything it would take um, to look a certain way. And so my life really started to, to get kind of messy. Uh, I was playing freshman basketball, and freshman girls basketball, there's like really only your parents there. So if somebody who's not a parent or a grandparent is there, you notice them. And I remember after a specific game, a really cool college student walked up to me and said, hey, Bailey, really awesome game. I love watching you play. And I was like, who are you? Um, interrupt my life. This is Hattie Hogan. Hattie was my young life leader. She pursued the heck out of me for the past, or for the next year and a half. Um, she invited me to do all the things with her. I was with Hattie all the time. We were going to dinner, we were getting coffee. She was at every game, every soccer game. She just loved me and there were no strings attached. Um, she gave me all the time that I needed to finally be in a place where I could hear the gospel. I went to camp. Um, one summer, heard the gospel for the first time um, without any, any, any interruptions, and I gave my life to the Lord. Um, I, I remember thinking, man, I've been a good kid my whole life. Um, but I had this, there was this separation between me and the God of the universe. And I remembered thinking, how come nobody has ever told me this? <laughs> like, this is, this is eternal stuff. Um, why hasn't anybody ever told me this? Um, and so I, I, I made a decision to, to trust the Lord when I was a sophomore in high school, and it all, my life changed. My life was on a totally different trajectory after that. Um, when I graduated from high school, I went to William Jewell College in Liberty, and I served as a volunteer. I got a fist pump. That's awesome. <laughs> Maybe you went there too. Um, 
I was a volunteer leader for Young Life um, at Oak Park High School, and so I was able to serve and invest in a group of girls from their freshman year to their senior year, um, and it was it was really really an awesome time. Um, in 2008, I took a teaching position in the Independent School District. I had no intentions of living in Independence, Missouri, but I needed a job and I wanted to be a teacher. And so I started teaching fourth grade at William Southern Elementary. Um, that's where I met the Scott family. <laughs> TJ was in my first class ever. And I don't think I ruined him, but I had no idea what I was doing that first year of teaching. Um, and in the summer of 2009, I married my high school sweetheart and we started to notice our roots were getting really deep in independence. We fell in love with our church home. I was falling in love with the community that I was teaching in. Um, and we like to say that our roots got, got too deep and we never went back home. Um, I did notice that there was no young life. And so about 12 years ago, Cody and I started to pray for young life and independence. Um, might that happen? Could that be a thing? And so for 10 years, I taught at William Southern Elementary and for two years, I taught downtown in the Crossroads District at Quality Hill. And in the fall of 2018, a, a wife of a local church in Independence sent an email to the regional office in, in Young Life and said, I see Young Life happening in Blue Springs. I see it happening in Liberty. I see it's happening in, um, in, in, in Lee Summit, all these places, but why not Independence? And, and their answer was really awesome. They said, why not Independence? Do you have a team of people that would want to do that? And so we started to form this, to, this team of people. Who were the Jesus-loving, kid-loving adults in our city that would want to see young life happen? Who, who are those people? We just kept asking people to come to the table. And, and I'm going to actually pause in our story right here because this is a beautiful time to introduce my friend Bruce Gibbs. Um, Bruce Gibbs is a member of our, of our committee, and so he's going to share kind of his story and how Young Life has been um, just part of his life, and here you go. Thank you. It is so good to be here at First Baptist Church. Um, Bailey used the word church family about First Baptist, and that was our experience uh, a number of years ago. This is a church family. This is a church home. And I can't help, because you reminisced about your life, I can't help but reminisce about some of the things about First Baptist Church. I had this friend, Kenny Pittman. And if I was in my early 30s, he was in his late 50s. And he became a friend. He owned a small company down the road on Truman Road, Johnson & Sons Monument Company. I was a salesman at the time. If I was out and about town, I'd go in and just hang out with, with Kenny Pittman which led to us going to Dixon's Chili, and then it grew. And then there were some other names that some of you would know. Uh, Bernie Vaughn, David Stone, uh, uh, several others. Gene Gross was there sometimes. And then there was a guy, Bud Isaac. And Bud was always there as well. And I think Bud named this group the Chili Board. And also, if you knew Bud, you can't help but repeat one of his jokes. So in Dixon's Chili, and by the way, old, uh, later on in his life, he, he couldn't see. He had a cane uh, because he was blind. And he was just so full of life and so of joy, and he was laughing. And in Dixon's Chili, he said, hey, Bruce, I was in Walmart the other day, and I was taking this cane, and I was just knocking stuff off the shelves. And the clerk came up and said, sir, do you need, you know, can I help you? He said, no, I'm just looking. And that was Bud. And... Um, all of these friends, Bob Howard was a friend. He was a mentor to me. And at First Baptist, I'm mentioning people that were my friends and age had no boundaries. And then Young Life and Bailey Higgins. So Bailey plops down beside me after a church service. And she said, hey, we need to bring Young Life to Independence. Have you ever heard of it? And I said, yeah. And she was kind of surprised that I had heard of it because it had never been an independence and I've lived here forever. Well, how did you find out about Young Life? Well, I was at William Jewell College, influenced by Tony Landers uh, to probably attend it there, who was a neighbor of ours. And uh, they did this thing called club and I had roommates and they were Young Life leaders and they dragged me to club and I saw this place to where kids 
you just saw a glimpse of it, um, would come and they would have fun. And they would hear at a pace that they could comprehend over the course of a semester, the gospel message of Jesus. And the message was so clear. And so I saw that. But then I said something like, Bailey, I'm for you. I thought, you know, I'll give you money, but I don't have much time. Bailey, I got a lot going on. Thankfully, I don't remember what it was business-wise that was taking a lot of my time, but I just couldn't leave it alone. We had this kickoff day, and I had friends of mine said, you got to come. And one of the people that I dragged there was my wife, Janet. And Janet is the chair of the committee. And we just couldn't leave Young Life alone. I went to Young Life Camp. I jumped at the chance whenever I could be an adult guest at Young Life Camp. Young Life Camp, it's not just a phrase. It is the best week of some of these kids' lives. I can identify that with it, with it as well. The other thing is Young Life is not simply a camp ministry. What happens at camp in one week happens the whole year whenever you come back home. And so camp, kids having fun, they're hearing about Jesus. But there was two other things that I learned about Young Life. One of them is that uh, young life people really care. And the other thing that I found out is you can't age out of young life. So now I'm one of those guys in their 60s. And there's a place for everybody on young life. We're on the young life committee. But these kids, they actually want to hang out with me, which is really refreshing about young life. So anyway, thank you so much that you would devote a Sunday morning uh, to hear the Young Life story. And two years ago, or longer, Young Life was but a dream in independence, a hope, and a prayer, and now it's reality. Bailey? Yes. Thank you, Bruce. Um, yeah, so we officially launched our ministry in September of 2019. And our first year of ministry, <laughs> whoa, like we're in a pandemic, right? hey, let's jump out there and do this relational ministry. And then, oh wait, you can't actually be with people. Um, it, it, it caused us to kind of pause, right? And think, okay, how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna do this? How are we gonna keep chasing kids? How are we gonna keep going where they are? Um, and, and we really had to pivot. We really had to um, check what is our mission and what is that gonna look like? And so, um, right, right now, um, we are we are still pursuing kids. It looks different. Um, our our school kind of calendar right now for the high school students is every other week. And so right now, when our students um, are virtual and they're at home, we can go have lunch with them. We show up on their front porch with Chick Fil A and we sit on their on their porch and we have a meal. Um, we can we can have we can do FaceTime. We can do things like that. We can have small groups, and I can have girls around a fire pit in my backyard, and and all of those things. We are still chasing after kids. We are still pursuing partnerships with our high schools and local churches and and caring adults that are that are in our city that want to see high school students hear the gospel just like I did. Um, and so, as we kind of think about um, so, so what, what do we need? Um, I, I love at the end of that video, it says, we need more of all the things, right? We have staff people, we need more of them. We have volunteers, we need more of them. We have donors, we need more of them. Um, at the end of service, um, Bruce and Janet and I will be available for questions, but we also have an insert that we would love to just put in your hands if you are interested in um, in, in meeting with us or, or, or equipping us in some way. Um, there are prayer-related things that we need. There are club-related things that we need. There are leader-related things that we need. For example, I have a team of six leaders who um, are doing life alongside kids, and they need gift cards so that they can go pick up Smoothie King and take it to a kid's house. Um, so th there's, there's practical kind of things like that. Um, but, but yeah, so thank you guys so much, um, for, for the time and, and for your attention this morning. Our, our vision is to have leaders present at every high school in our city, to have a team of leaders at every high school pursuing students who are, are just far away 
Um, again, I think back to my story all the time. I was a good kid. I looked like a really good kid, like I had it all together. I had no idea <laughs> about the God of the universe. And thank goodness Hattie interrupted my life and went to where I was so that I could hear the gospel and respond and live the rest of my life pursuing after Jesus myself. So I'm going to pray for, for Young Life and for our, our church family. Uh, Heavenly Father, we are, we are just really grateful that you would allow us to be on mission with you. Uh, you don't need us to, to reach people, but you choose to use us. And so, God, I pray for Independence Young Life. I pray that you would use us um, in a mighty, mighty way. I pray that high school students across our city that don't know you would hear about you and respond. I pray that because a high school student chooses to follow you, that their entire family would change. I pray that high school students across the city would get plugged into their local churches and, and do life with the church well. Um, thanks for this morning. I pray for my, my church family here, um, that you would bless their efforts. Um, and. It's in your, your name that we pray these things. Amen. Thank you. Uh, Nate and Brian will lead us in a chorus. Uh, take this time to consider how you may partner with Young Life or other ministries in our church or our neighborhoods. Um, if you want to make a decision, you can come forward. Uh, join our church. If you haven't yet, we uh, welcome you and, and how you can contribute to our community. Please stand. Let's sing together. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's face and sinners flush beneath that flood whose all their guilty bow with me. Dear Lord, we, we thank you for the opportunities you, you bring to us to serve you, to serve others, to spread your word. Help us look for ways to connect with those around us this week, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.